like having a girl chat, like a life update, and then let's just go into it. People want to hear that shit. We okay. just realized that we have so much to share with the world. <laughs> oh my God, people are going to love this segment. We are the duo that we always always needed. We're just going to be blunt. I mean, you have stages here. Stop fucking chasing men. It's just like a warm hug on your pussy. Preach it, sister. We are not going to mother you. And she's like, do you think he's ghosting me? And I said, do not reply to that message. So stop lowering your self-worth and looking desperate because it's tragic. We need to learn to receive. Daddy looks up very Hotels and I bring you a short list and I was like oh my god obsessed with that right it's so juicy I fucking love these episodes I hope that everybody is loving them okay so we're talking about green flags today and then we're gonna do like the compromise in relationships yeah we're talking about we are t- yeah. love it I didn't even know we're doing green flags okay. but I'll just wing it. It's all good. No, wait. That's what you said yesterday, right? Like green flags and compromise and relationships. I slept for two hours on the way home. Like I literally, whatever I said to you yesterday, just erase the erase. The airplane was so. <laughs> it was so cold that I was like lying there with the blanket, oh. breathing into the the space under the blanket, trying to heat it up with my air. I was like, I was like. How much money am I spending on this flight? And it was so cold. The woman was like, oh, sorry, I think the heating's broken. I was like, this is the worst night of my I, life. I hate that. We flew from New York back to Atlanta the other weekend, and it was so fucking cold. I was so, my, look, look, I have two nails painted. I didn't get time to take off all my nail polish. I, we were so fucking cold. You know what I did? I held my pee for three hours because I could not move because I was so cold. So then I literally gave myself the side of the, like the onset of a UTI, which was all my fault. When we got off the plane, I completely ditched my boyfriend and he needed help. And I was just waddling like a pregnant woman. My stomach was huge. Like people would have thought that I was actually pregnant. I was just like, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pretend that I'm pregnant right now because I need to get to the bathroom. And when I sat down on the toilet, you know, when you've held your pee for so long that your muscles like can't relax, I had to push my pee out. (laughs) So I understand the pain of only three hours. I cannot imagine like a, like what, like 12 hour flight from Cancun. That is fucking horrendous. That's actually like, to me, I'm like, check the fucking heating before you take off because that is so unpleasant for people. It was honestly horrendous. So basically anything I said to you yesterday doesn't count. I genuinely don't even remember talking to you yesterday. I was like a zombie the whole day. So (laughs) if you want to talk about green flags, you can fucking talk about green flags because I have spent my life going for red flags and now I go for green flags. So I I have to say on it. It's all Yes. Okay, so wait, firstly, how does it feel to be back in London? Um, well, other than like a walking zombie, because obviously the daytime here, like, is the nighttime there and vice versa. So I'm like, not yeah. Home. Yeah. Um, I'm at my parents' house right now. So I just came back to get my dog. And yeah. it's so yep. nice to be back with her. Like, God, I love her so much. Good. Um, but yeah, there's like a lot of uncertainty. And obviously, I miss my man like so much. And it's just now navigating. Yeah cool like now we're in a long distance relationship and how does that work and when do we so is that what you guys decided to do like are you are we doing long distance we're doing long distance good for you yeah i think it wasn't even like a discussion i think it was like by the end it was like we're in love we're girlfriend and boyfriend this is like amazing and like if it's if it's that good how do you just like say goodbye do you know what i mean it'd be like you and your boyfriend being like amen like you make it work right so we're just going to make it work and you know, I'm not going to lie. We spoke about it on the last episode. Like, I don't know if I want to live there. So there, mm. there are challenges in our way. And we're going to talk about challenges today. Mm-hmm. But um, if it's going to be, mm. 
think I texted you being like, I just trust that my highest path is, is yep. there waiting for me, even if that involves pain that will later lead to bliss and pleasure or whatever. Amen. 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 I love that. I love that. All right. So let's go into green flags then. All right, Louise, tell me your green flags. I'm curious to know what yours are. Cause I feel like everyone's are also different. Like people need to understand that there are like, I feel like there are every like there are green flags that everybody should have. And then there are green flags and red flags that are kind of specific to you, your personality, what you're looking for in a relationship, all those things. Like to me, a red flag would be like, um, someone that's not ambitious like that would be a red flag for me yeah that's a major red flag the reason what I else? you were like tell me what your green flag is and i was just going to be like a really nice dick and then i realized that's just so inappropriate and like not the vibe <laughs> we're going to go with on today's episode but like also that is a green flag we need that we need a really good dick and that's important <laughs> okay right my number one green flag is um, an ability to understand how their past has shaped their present. And that is like... Mm, oh my God. Wait, 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 wait. That nearly gave me like a fucking orgasm. <laughs> my body's like... Ugh. like It's like when my boyfriend touches me after a long day and I have like a full-on convulsion in my body. That gave me this sensation. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm like not me. joking. <laughs> It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I, it, it like hits deep, like into my soul, because if you can do that, mm. you can have all of me. Like self-awareness is so sexy to me. And also I don't need you to be an angel, right? I just need you mm -hmm. to say, like, even if it's like, I used to like, this is really extreme, but even if it's like, oh, I used to like cheat on all my girlfriends and fuck prostitutes. Like obviously no one I've dated yeah. has ever done that. But like, just, right. I don't angel but I'm, I need you to say the reason that I did these things in my life was because of this and because this is what my parents taught me about this and this is what my first relationships taught me about this and now I'm open to learning what you're like you know meeting you in the middle like if you can't understand like what you've done in the past and why you did it and what drove that we can't date like it's that level of self-awareness that just like for me is green flag what about you amen okay i would say like ambition to me is really really important because i i actually i wanted to say this before I, as i was getting ready i was like i want to say that it is really important to be single and to date because i think when you are single and dating and i know this from experience for myself at least and also like from clients is you get to know yourself right? And if you don't give yourself that opportunity to be single and just date, you don't really get to find yourself. So you don't know like what you actually need in a person. So by allowing yourself to date all these different types of people, it allows you to actually realize what's important and like what is green flags. So one of my things that I know is really important to me is someone that has the same personality type with like ambition. Like they need to be very driven and they want to have it. They need to want to have a big life and they need to want to build that themselves. Like some people don't care about whether it's been handed to them or build it themselves. That's fine. It's all right. It's okay. Um, but but I am like, I wouldn't want that handed to me. I actually enjoy building that myself. So I would say, say ambition is really important. Another one is just like a normal amount of self-awareness. Like you don't have to have gone to like 10 Tony Robbins seminars and done like a whole fucking, you know, 
ayahuasca ceremony to be self-aware like that to me like i just don't need that but what i do need is someone that is able to be like sorry i was being a bit of a dick before like that i just think that level of self-awareness like that's it like i'm not in a relationship where he's gone to like 10 different fucking coaches and on all the somatic healing like he was not aware of his world until he met me but through his experiences in life, he was forced to look at himself. And instead of running away from that, he actually looked at himself and he actually became self-fucking-aware. And that has allowed him to then be so aware of me and the way that he acts with me and our relationship, which has been the best thing ever. So I would say like, that's, yeah, I mean, I've just given you two, but that's another green flag for me. Love self-awareness. Self-awareness is so sexy. And you're right. I actually even get the ick a bit if they're like, claiming to be these like self-developed like shamanic like oh no that to me is not sexy i agree yeah i just love a bit of healthy masculine energy plus a bit of self-awareness mm -hmm. correct and i have to say that like most of the men not all of them that i've come across that are like super into like all the fucking healing and and feminine masculine and like you know, feel your emotions. They're actually really feminine and it's actually disgusting. Like it can come across quite bypassy. They can, they actually have had experiences where I have felt quite talked down to and like little, like little tiny things become huge issues because they want it to be like so fucking communicative. And I'm like, just shut up and let it go. Like we don't need to talk about everything. It's it almost is like it goes too far. And I, I just find that quite a turn off. I'm like, I want a man that is like logical and I'm the woo woo one. Like I'm the one that I, I want to be the one that brings up the communication i want to be the one that's fucking crying and feeling all the feels and i want him to just be logical and i've you know manifested a man that has a lot of empathy so i've been able to like have you know an empathetic partner which is really important to me but it's never to the point where i'm like oh my god suck it up like he's so logical like in all this fucking excel spreadsheets like shuts down emotions when it's not fucking necessary like all those kind of things and i find that really sexy because it allows you to feel like you can be the one that takes all the emotion because he'll like whip you into shape when you need it so interesting you say that because that literally was going to be my next green flag which is an ability to mm. hold my emotions now i am a highly emotional person like feel a lot, express a lot, um, have gone through a lot. And I used to be very ashamed of some of the things I'd gone through when I was younger, the things I'd done, the decisions I'd made. And I know that we're going to talk about this in another episode, how, you know, even things like sex and love can either hurt you or heal you. And we've both gone through the mm. most healing situations, but both of us have been given the space to like feel. And I honestly have cried more in the last six months than I've probably cried in the last six years. And it's been so Amen. amazing, right? To process, to just be able to do it with a strong, logical man that can hold my emotions, not judge me for it, yep. not do anything other than yep. just be like, love you. And if a man couldn't do that or thought I was too much, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So green flag for me is Amen. the ability to hold my emotions. Yes, and I feel like, women think that and i used to think this that like you know men don't want like emotional women but actually it's the opposite like the masculine gets turned on by the feminine's emotion and like i think i said this to you before that my boyfriend's like his goal now in the bedroom isn't to make me have an orgasm it's to make me cry because if i'm crying then he's like gone past the level of an orgasm so the other night we had the most amazing sex and i was full on weeping like hyperventilating he's just let it out let it out and i just i love that i am in that 
you know, situation now where I feel like I can just be full on bawling my eyes out after sex, which for some people can be like, you know, they can, they can think something's wrong. And he just, he takes it as like, that is how deeply I like energetically penetrated her, that I shattered through all of her walls, all of the worries, all the overwhelm that she's feeling right now. And she was just able to let go to me. Like that's how safe I make her feel that she could just crumble. Um, so I am like, yes, uh, like I, I literally, I say this to him like kind of often. I'm like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm so emotional. And he always will be like, stop saying fucking sorry. I love how you are quote unquote too much. I love how you're so expressive. I love how you're so emotional because to him, it's like a turn on. It's like he, it's like permission for him to be more masculine because I'm just like more in my feminine, right? It's like that polarity. So amen to that green flag. I would say another green flag for me is like a need to want to explore and change. I love, I love being a homebody, but I also am like, I need to go to Europe every month. Um, and like, I want to explore new places and I want to go traveling and I want to be spontaneous and I want to get lost in a new city and all those kind of things. And I feel like for a lot of people, it can be really daunting, um, to, you know, go to a, like, like I'm the kind of traveler, Louise, where I'll go to a city and I don't make any plans. I just want to walk around. I want to walk around, see where it takes me. I don't go on fucking, I don't go on any of those tours. I don't go on a tour bus. I don't do any of that shit. I just walk. And some people like do the opposite of that, which is totally fine. But I'm like, I wanted to be with someone that did the exact same thing. And when I met him and he said, he said that he does that. I didn't even ask him. He like told me, I was like, Oh my God, I found my fucking match. Like hallelujah. Cause all I want to do is go to a city, walk around, eat food, see the sights and like not be a tourist, you know? So I would say someone like a green flag for me is also, um, someone that likes change and that isn't afraid of change because I love change so much. I love changing my environment. I love going to different places. I love, I love just change. I love it. And a lot of people are quite repelled by it. So I think that's really important for me as well. Ladies, Queen Alchemy is closing shortly and you do not want to miss out on this. I know there are so many of you and honestly, you probably listening that have wanted to do this program forever and you are holding yourself back from beliefs that are coming through your ego and coming through fears that are not supporting your higher self. This program will change your life. Look like you owe it to yourself to look at the website page and read all those testimonials because they are the proof that doing this program is not risky. It's not a what if I don't get the results. As long as you show up, you will get the results because every other woman has. Look at the testimonials. Look at all the screenshots. There are three full highlights full of screenshots from the last four years of running Queen Alchemy. So rest assured that this program will absolutely change your life. And I cannot wait to do this program in some new place in my life. Very, very special. The environment alone is going to quantum leap you. And I, I just cannot wait to show you this amazing new space of mine. Okay. You said something there that has given me a green flag in my head, which I've never even thought about before. So you said you love to eat, right? You love to go to new cities and eat and explore. Mm. So I also say that one of my love languages is eating. Like with someone I love mm. or someone I'm in love with, for me, there is nothing sexier than an amazing meal and an amazing man. It's such an erotic, Amen. sexual, passionate experience. And, you know, I have put on weight in slow. We discussed why that was because I can't exercise, but also mm. because we were falling in love. 
and eating. And he said to me one time, like, I love it how you enjoy your food. But not only is that mm. a green flag, but it's also how he adores my body, whether I'm the tight, athletic body that I was when he met me, or mm -hmm. the slightly softer, more womanly, you know, mm -hmm. curvier six months down the line when I've eaten for six months and not exercised. Now, I... <laughs> I still have work to do on my relationship with my body because it was interesting mm. to see as I got curvier. Yes, I felt sexier in the bedroom, but in day-to-day -day life, I didn't mm. feel about it. But there was not one moment where he did anything other than worship me. You know, for him, it's like, yes. if you are this weight, one stone heavier, one stone lighter, like, I adore you and your pussy. Hope really hope my dad's not listening. Like, for... <laughs> literally for who you are like oh god i adore you and i'm like that is a green flag and i'm gonna go off on a tangent mm. here met three people in the last six months that want to have um a labia plasty like have their oh like, my god i know and i i had discussions with them and i come to the conclusion that you know i'm trying to be open-minded that if you deeply if you, if there is no other way that you can survive other than do that, I don't believe that that's the way to go. I think everything can be healed. You know, that's yep. what we do. Right? right. You know, not, I'm not saying that if someone's done this and it was the best thing they've done, that's great. I support you. I'm so glad you did that. But I said in my head, every time these women said this to me, I thought if you had just had your pussy worshipped by a man, mm -hmm. ever ever correct ever be in this situation it's because you've been taught shame that you are holding and i'm so mm -hmm. lucky that everything i've ever been with has literally worshipped everything that comes with me and so that mm. for me is well. i need a man that's just like oh i just devour you for your femininity and every part of you and i just feel so bad for these women that are just like i know the labia chopped off just uh, that, the, oh my god the whole yeah the whole plastic surgery thing is just like i did a whole episode on it because it's just like i feel like a lot of people think now it's like you know it's just self-love i'm like no it's fucking not like in my opinion i'm like that's not self-love like if you okay if you and you know unfortunately you know were born with like the hugest nose in history then i get that you might want a nose job right like there's obviously extremes and like that's like i actually am like i totally get that but like for a lot of women that i've worked with that have had like a boob job for example or like any kind of um like major cosmetic surgery where they have changed their natural body they end up regretting it after they've done the work because they realized it was literally just that they were not accepting their body and loving their body as it is and honestly louise i think a lot of people they think that they have done work around their body image and i'm like you fucking haven't like you like have you done like somatic deep healing work around your body no you've read the fucking books you say the mantras you journal you think you love yourself but like you know quote unquote oh i love myself is different to like full body self-acceptance and like even on that tangent i have uh, since my ski accident or well, for the last year really it's because of my ski accident I've had this horrendous tailbone pain and I found out the other day that I have like a herniated disc or it's nearly herniated or whatever. And so I have not been able to exercise for the last like, like actually a week I today, yeah, a week that I haven't exercised and I am like very active and Pilates every day. I'm going for walks. Like, like, you know, one thing I hated about moving to Atlanta was the fact that I wasn't getting in at least 10,000 to 20,000 steps a day like you do in New York. And, you know, even though I haven't put on weight because like, I'm not stressed and whatever. I'm not like eating heaps of food. 
I still don't feel as toned as I would, right? If I'm doing Pilates every day. And this morning we were having sex and, um, I was like sitting on top of him and he's just like what you said, like fucking worshiping me, like worshiping my pussy, worshiping every inch of my body. And I'm like, he's just lying there and I'm like, what are you doing? It's like, I just need to like stare at you and just, I just have to soak every inch of you in. Right. And I'm like bed hair, like no makeup, like haven't brushed my teeth, like haven't worked out in a week. So I don't like, I still am like choosing to feel sexy in my body. I know that I need to heal my back or whatever, but like, it is just so many women don't give themselves permission to make that a reality in their relationships. And it's like, I would never judge my partner if he put on a bit of weight because he couldn't work out or because we were having more fun and eating like that. It's like, it's not coming from a place of self-loathing, right? It's coming from a place of love. And it's like, I worship every part of my, of my man. And he worships, he worships, right? Every single part of me. And it's just so normalized, right? Where women, for, for women to not feel that and complain about men and it, it manifests right in fucking labia surgery. Like, no, please. No, just find a better man. Like find a man that truly adores you. And if a man isn't worshiping you, it doesn't mean that he's necessarily a bad person or like anything like that. It just literally is like, he's not in love with you. Like he's not in love with you in the way that you deserve to be loved and like stop lying to yourself telling yourself that he is like no if you are fucking in love with somebody you worship every effing inch of their body like i love every single line and wrinkle on my man's face i love like all the little like gray hairs that are coming through i'm fucking obsessed with them like all of those little things it's funny how those little things that the other person always gets insecure about like one pimple or the one gray hair you know you get so insecure about it when it's on your body but then your partner is like i love it and it's like why because it's human like it, it makes you you right it's like individual and it's human and we all have different pussies and a man that loves you is like oh my god i fucking love your pussy he's not trying to just get pussy he he wants your pussy like yours not louise's mine <laughs> yeah and if you're with a man that thinks that you have to have a pussy that looks like a porn stars or that has no lips yeah. or no vulva or anything like that is not a healthy man if any man has ever commented on your pussy that is not a healthy man and they have changed the rest of yeah. your life because they are unhealthy so don't let it become yeah. like i mean easy to say don't let it become but for anyone listening to this that doesn't love their pussy i don't i don't have a designer vagina but i fucking love my pussy it's amazing i'm like mm -hmm. I, I love it like who's to say what's a perfect pussy like exactly just, every single pussy is different like and it takes it takes time to build that connection with yourself you know you mm -hmm. can't just like love you need to like learn to nourish and you know like self-massage and be like yeah today i'm gonna just rub body oil all over myself and like connect with my fucking pussy and talk talk to it thank you yeah sorry everything i've put you through my god i put mm -hmm. my pussy through some real good oh shit yeah and real bad shit <laughs> like, you know, i just always bad. think like I just always think when you look at a woman's pussy, no matter what it looks like, it's like a work of art. It is like a flower and every flower is different. Like each peony, each sunflower, they can look similar. Like some can look similar, but they're also so different. And I'm like, if you see bodies as this beautiful work of art, I'm like, what's there to hate? Like if you look after yourself, 
if you eat nourishing food and if you respect your body, like don't hate it. Like you can't change it. Something that like really clicked for me a couple of years ago was just like, you can't change your body. So like, why am I wasting my energy wanting to change it when literally I have been born with a certain bone structure and pussy and like, you know, like certain eyebrows and certain lips and a certain, like, like certain teeth. You can't change that. So like, stop, like you waste so much energy trying to change yourself. Just learn, like start to learn with just accepting yourself before you try and love yourself. Just start to learn with accepting like you for who you are. Oh, could not agree more with that. Okay, next green flag for me, a bit of a niche one. Um, uh, As someone who is sober, a green flag Mm. for me is obviously not like being a party boy. Okay, not being... Not being a party boy is a clear green flag for me, but that one's too obvious. I want to go one step further, which is a green flag for me is the caliber and quality of your friends. Because as a Mm. sober if you only have friends who fucking rag it every Friday and Saturday night and they're out on the drugs, on the booze, keep going Saturday, day session, Sunday, let's fucking go, mate. Yeah, like you pussy. That is my absolute worst nightmare. And if a man has friends mm-hmm. like that, I feel like we're never going to work. It's just going to be a point of resentment and I'm not going to want to be friends with them. I don't even have a huge amount of friends anyway. So when you have to bring your boyfriend's friends into your circle, if they are awful people, I'm just like, I can't, I can't do this as part of my life. What are your thoughts on that? Okay. Amen. You can tell so much from somebody's friends. Um, it tells you about them, right? Like, like somebody's friends are an extension of them. So if you hate all their friends, you're probably not seeing the fucking red flags and you're, you're literally, you have like the, the rose tinted glasses on, right? So you're just seeing what you want to see in the person. So amen. Like I am the same, like, especially moving to Atlanta, I don't have any friends in Atlanta. So I am relying on my boyfriend's friends, which is fine because I can go to, I can go to New York whenever I want to see my friends. And I really like his friends, which is important because like even one of them just came over for like 20 minutes last night. And it's just nice to have those interactions where you're not like, Ugh, I'm going to up to the hate this person because you know like they're an extension of you and you know you guys have merged your life together so that means that you're also you know welcoming all of his friends into your life so yes amen to that and i also want to say on the sober comment though so i don't drink very much i used to drink a lot i basically realized i didn't know how bad it was like affecting me um so i know that you're sober for me i didn't even realize how important it was to be with someone that didn't drink very much. We barely drink. I honestly, I mean, so I went, I went sober for maybe like six or eight months starting like August, I think around August of last year, loved it. And then, um, and then I started drinking a little bit towards the Okay. So maybe it was like five months that I was like full sober. And then I would occasionally have like a tiny bit of wine and like, I wouldn't even finish the whole glass or like a little bit of champagne or like one margarita. So now I probably have like one drink a month, like literally one drink. I'm the biggest fucking lightweight. Anyway, after one drink, I am like 
tipsy and ready for bed. And I, if I have one more, I'm going to be plastered. We had one night together where we got kind of drunk when I was like the last weekend in New York and I fucking hated being drunk with him. I hated it because it was like, you know, it just didn't feel fun. It was like, it reminded me of like an old me that would get drunk with these dudes I didn't fucking care about and didn't love. And I just didn't like being drunk with him because I'm like, no, we're so good sober together. Like, I feel like I'm not fully like connected with you because the alcohol is like blocking it. And it just felt like an old me where you need to get drunk to have fun kind of thing. So um, he barely drinks as well. It's more often than not, he might have a drink when we're out for dinner with his friends. He'll have like one glass or something, but you know, he's also a man. So like he needs to have like four glasses to get drunk. Um, But we barely ever drink. And I love that about us, Louise, because like when we're at family functions, I don't worry about him getting drunk. I don't worry about like him coming home after being with the boys and being plastered. Like, I just, I don't like that. I don't like when, I don't like people being drunk. It just makes me feel uneasy and I was not a fan of it. And so I didn't realize how much of a green flag that was for me. I mean, when he told me, I was like, that is a fucking green flag. But I didn't realize how important that was of like, we don't drink. We go out, we go out for meals and we don't order any wine or we don't order any drinks. Like sometimes we have, we'll get like a cocktail, but um, more often than not, it's just like water for the table. We have a great meal. We're fully coherent with each other and like fully conscious of each other and not having any kind of external sources affecting our feelings or our mood or what we're saying. And it just feels like it feels safer for me knowing that every word that he says is not being influenced by alcohol. His moods aren't being influenced by alcohol. Like he's not waking up hungover. And then I'm like, you're being so unfucking productive today because you went drinking last night. Like it's just so nice to not have that like low energy thing in my relationship. Couldn't agree more. I think we both have a lot of similar trauma or before we did the work, had a lot of similar trauma Mm -hmm. around this. I had a boyfriend who was a really bad drunk and it was just like every time we'd go out for dinner, it would spiral and he would end up being really abusive. And, you know, for me, it's exactly the same. It's like, it's just a safety, beautiful, safe green flag is the ability to just, you know, also do it. Like I have friends that could not imagine going out for dinner with their boyfriend without drinking a bottle of wine. And I'm like, I, I know. Imagine like being in a relationship that needs to do that. Like, uh, anyway, I'm not, I'm not judging um, those people, but yeah, green flag for me. No, and but I- like also sober sex is where it's at. Like, can we all agree on that? Sober sex, like it's just, we've had sex once when we were like drunk. He wasn't that drunk. And I was like a bit more so. And I fucking, I think I cried at the end, like not out of happiness. I yeah. fucking hated it. I I hated it, Louise. I was like, and like I've had a lot of sex and like not and been like a little bit tipsy or like drunk, whatever. And like I don't care, it's fine, whatever. Never had that kind of response. But it's just like, and we spoke about it the next morning, and I I remember like crying to him because I'm just like, I don't like having sex and not feeling like that conscious connection with you. I don't like not being completely in my body. I don't like feeling like in it but out of it. Like it doesn't it doesn't make me feel good because our sex is so fucking special that I don't want alcohol like coming into that situation. And we've never had sex like that again, because it was just not good for me and it wasn't necessary. So we just like, don't do it anymore. Oh, amen. Amen. Okay. I just had another green flag come to me, which I think is interesting. And I think you're going to have a lot to say on this. So a green flag for me is how they treat their mother 
because what I have learned Ooh. is that a lot, a lot of my ex-boyfriends or one or two of my ex-boyfriends who were very disrespectful to their mothers or didn't treat them with love and respect mm. in the long term actually turned out to be very, very angry men that actually harbored like resentment to the feminine, to yep. female in general. And I feel like it would have it ended mm -hmm. up in our relationship so i mean i love it if they have a close family and they're close to their family because i'm so close with mine um yeah but at the very least green flag is like being respectful even if you're not like a huge family unit what do you think i i love this and you know what that's kind of sparked something also with just their relationship with their family and i get that people have like a sticky relationship with their family i completely understand if someone's boyfriend listening grew up in a very abusive household and they distance himself from a place of love for themselves amen i completely support that and that to me shows a deep level of like self-respect and boundaries so like that's great this is obviously like take it or leave it depending on the situation for me just like you i have a pretty close relationship with my family it definitely has like gotten less uh less in is intimate the right word um like less close less intimate since covid because i've lived away like so far away from them for three years um and also like most of them just have a very different opinion to me i'm very much the black sheep and half the time i'm just like oh i don't need to engage in this energy but i knew that it was really important for me for my partner to be in a really close family because i wanted that and i knew that my family would be in australia and i'd be in america i've known that for a long time so i didn't want to be in a relationship where i didn't have that other family that because I, I don't have a family right now in america so it's so nice now having a family like i met the rest of his extended family last weekend and it was just like it's such a nice feeling knowing that you are like unconditionally loved and accepted into another family so I would say like someone's relationship and the way they talk about their family is everything. Um, and for some of you, that would definitely be a green flag. And it, I, I wouldn't say that it needs, that it should ever be a red flag. I would say it's a green flag or it's like neutral dependent on the kind of family that they grew up in. And then on the note of their mother. So this is such a good point because you can have a mummy's boy, which is a red flag, but then you have a good relationship with your, with them, with their mother, which is a green flag. So mm. a mummy's boy, just to make it clear is like they, yeah. So a mummy's boy, just to make it clear is like, they need their mom's validation for everything. Their mom is often like, will often kind of get jealous of their girlfriend, like you coming into their life. Um, they also like need to, to, um, like get a lot of love and attention from their mom and they grew up that way. Um, what else they, um, like they're just like a little bit too close, but like, you kind of know, it's like this intuitive thing where you feel like they're like really close with their mom. And it's like, it's kind of like eyebrow raise situation. That's a mummy's boy not what you want and often they will treat you like you are their mother and they will be like they'll be like a bit immature and childish and it's and you feel like you are their mother now you can create the situation where you are being their mother that's different to to you feeling like they treat you like you're their mother so that's often like a mummy's boy situation and like you know they want to phone their mom when they have an issue rather than coming to you like that kind of stuff then when you have the situation of um a healthy relationship with their mother because this is what my boyfriend has and i love it so a healthy relationship with their mother a couple of things is what it will look like you are so loved and accepted by the mother like she welcomes you with open arms it's like oh my god i get a, I get another daughter or i get a daughter like it is like you feel so loved and like there is no competition because you guys are on completely different playing fields you're not playing for the same position right 
when there's a mummy's boy, it feels like you're playing for the same position. The other thing is, um, with the healthy relationship with their mother is like when they get, when you, when you guys go over to their house, for example, where like his mom is, whether it's, you know, with their family or whatever, um, he'll always be like helping his mom. Like he'll want to help, not because he needs to for like validation. That's actually like a, a man that like wants to help his mom is a masculine man, right? It's like a maturity thing. So like he will be, he will go over and like fix the plumbing for his mom or he'll help lift heavy boxes or help tidy up the place. Like that is, and he'll do it from the energy of like, no, like I'm a man. I want to help my mom. Like she doesn't need to be doing all this heavy lifting. And that's, it's come from more of like, it's a man's job and I'm her son. I owe this to her. Like I need to do this for her. That's more of like a healthy relationship with their mom. Another sign is like, they will call their mom, for example, for advice they need on something, but it won't be like they need validation or anything like that or attention. It'll be like they have a sticky situation and they call their mom like they would call a mentor, basically. It's like, I trust and respect my mom's opinion so much. And often this kind of mom that they're calling is someone that a mother that is very successful um, or has a lot of wisdom in the area that they're having a problem in. Or she um, is like very educated in the area they're stuck on, right? So like if he needs help with like a business situation, maybe their mom is a very successful businesswoman. Or if he's having a situation in his relationship and needs some advice on how to better support his girlfriend or his wife, he might call his mom because his mom's been in a long and healthy marriage or relationship for a long period of time. And it's he's calling more for from like an empowered place of like, I really need some advice on this rather than oh my God, mommy, everything's turning to shit. And like kind of being a victim, if that makes sense. Um, so a healthy relationship with their mom, what would be like the last thing that I would mention is, um, what would be the last thing? I feel like I kind of covered a lot of bases, with like a healthy relationship with the mom. It just, it feels, it feels more of like a, I'll say this last one. It feels like they respect their mom. It's like, she is an amazing mom. I fully respect her. Um, it, it isn't like a, oh my God, I love my mom. Like she's the best woman in the world. Like I can't live without her. Um, like she's everything to me. That is like mm, red flag. And even when I started dating my boyfriend and he would talk about his mom, he actually would make it so clear. Like just an FYI, like I don't, I'm not like, I'm not a mommy's boy. Like I respect my mom. She's a really great woman. I can't wait for you to meet her. But like, I'm like, I don't like, I'm not like desperately in need of her attention all the time. And so often also a man that has a healthy relationship with his mother is aware of the difference between a mummy's boy and then a healthy relationship with their mother, if that makes sense. So he'll often also like make that distinction for you, which is always a good sign too, because he's aware of, you know, the other side of it. Yeah, that is so important. I've never actually dated a mummy's boy and I'm so grateful for that because I have heard a lot of toxic mm about because the mother feels like they're in competition with you so it's a very competitive yeah like, and there's no fucking competition that's so fucked up as well like what 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 is going on in your head that you're competing with your son's girlfriend that is fucking yeah. weird and it's, yeah i'm afraid it's like um a a daughter's a daughter for the rest of your life a son is your son until he gets a wife and that mm. when someone's was like oh that's how some you know toxic mother son relationships work they feel like the wife is is stealing the son and that's just like yeah but it's like no it's like an addition to him like be happy for him exactly so a last green flag for me what would be a last green flag um 
okay, I am a big communicator. Like I want to fucking talk about everything. I mean, I'm also a woman. So I would say someone that has the, okay, actually no, fuck this one. Okay. Communication <laughs> body. Yes. This one, a man, <laughs> a man that knows how to lead and wants to lead. Now caveat is that a lot of men don't feel like it's safe to lead because they're worried they're going to get their balls ripped off. So like you need to make it safe for them to lead. But I would say that is like so important. Like I need to feel claimed and wanted and led and supported. And like, I am in a relationship with a masculine man. And I do want to, I do want to say like last week, I've been dealing with all this like house stuff because we're like buying a house or whatever, whatever. And, um, and I do have to say, and like, like we talked about last week, like with me being the breadwinner, um, it can be really hard on him with this whole house buying thing. And he actually said, he's like, babe, I have to admit to you. Like, I feel like I haven't been the man enough this week. I feel like I haven't been leading you because of this whole situation. And I'm like, I get that babe, like so valid for you to feel that. And remember all the ways that you like know how to claim me and lead. And I said to him, I said, you haven't taken me out on a date for a week. Like you haven't surprised me with anything. And you know that you love doing that. And that makes you feel like you are the man and claiming me because I feel so giddy when I get like surprises and when I just feel really wanted by you. And he was like, oh my God. So he, he just need a little reminder, right? And then it's been like fucking claiming every second from that moment because claiming isn't just, and leading isn't just about money. It's about the energy. It's about the action. It's about like, you know, um, I come down this morning and he's like made me breakfast. And as I'm walking down, he like pulls out my chair and then like sits me down and like puts out my supplements. And like, that's an example of like claiming and leading, right? He's like, he's like, e eat your breakfast. Like, not like a, do you want breakfast? It's like, you have to eat it. Like, and not in like a mean way, but in like a sexy way where you feel looked after. So I would say for me, like final green flag, and there's obviously heaps more, is a man that wants to lead because some men can be like, can feel super lazy or they feel entitled and like they, they don't have to do anything and whatever, whatever. And I'm like, no, like I want a man that actually wants to lead because if he wants that, then he will commit to doing that for the rest of our lives. Oh, I love that. I mean, we're so on the same page with that. Um, and we only have one minute left on the talk. So my one, which came out of that, my very final one is being able to communicate without ego. So like you said, if, if mm. he's saying, but like, yeah, you haven't taken me out this week. He doesn't jump into, well, yeah, but I've been doing this and I've been doing that. And you've been really busy. Love or that. It's, it's like, oh, babe, like, should we try using these toys in the bedroom? It's not like, oh, why the fuck do you want to do that? Like, am I not enough for you? Blah, blah. Like just being able to have mm -hmm. conversations with no male or female ego for me is like, I couldn't be in a relationship mm -hmm. if the ego was the third person in the relationship. Um, but I feel I wish... like you're walking around on eggshells all the time. I know I have to go though. So I'm gonna have to cut our girl. To I know you sure. do. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, we love you listening and maybe men as well. Um, I feel like we need to put on our Instagram stories, uh, like any topic ideas, which put that up today. Yeah. And do like a Q and a, and people can ask questions and stuff. Ooh. Um, oh my God. Let's do that. But really, I really have to Okay. Go. I love so you. I'm going to let you go. I okay, bye everyone. It says leave studio. Okay, I'm gonna bye. <laughs>
Thank you everybody for listening to that episode with Louise and I. I hope that you enjoyed that um, episode all about green flags. There are obviously so many more green flags and I actually got a request to do an episode on them. So I'll probably do a follow-up episode with a list of more general ones that you guys can almost like pick and choose from for yourself. But like I said, the most important thing is honestly knowing you and knowing what you need and want in a, in a person and in a relationship. So, you know, doing that self-discovery and really knowing yourself is everything before you get into a relationship so that you know what you want from the get-go and you're not having to go through as many relationship hurdles and breakdowns and breakthroughs when you are in that because you know who you are, what you want, what you need as you step into that. Just a reminder that Queen Alchemy is about to close, I think today when this comes out, we are starting on August 4th. So if you haven't already joined Please, sorry, I have like the fucking hiccups right now. I don't know how this has happened. Please make sure that you do. All the details are on the website page. This is the last round of Queen Alchemy for the year. And you know if you want to be in it. Trust your heart. Trust your, you know, intuitive little nudges that you gain towards the program. Read the testimonials. I mean, I get an influx of testimonials after every single round um, because women get results. Like it is unlike any other program that is out there. It is very intimate. There is, it is so much live content, not just recorded content. So you can rest assured that you will get the results that you are looking for. I'm so excited to start this round. I will be announcing very shortly why, like for the exact reason, but just put it this way. I am partaking in a very, very big quantum leap in my life. Um, a huge manifestation is coming into fruition. And those of you that are in Queen Alchemy will be a part of it, which I am so excited for. So if you know you want to join, please make sure that you do so by today. Fill in the form. When you click the join now uh, button, you'll go to that Google form. Fill that in so I can make sure it's the right fit and just know your case. And then I will send you an email with all the details so that you can join and and then you can jump right into all the content in the Kajabi portal. And then from there, we start all of our group live healing calls and all of the extra mini trauma calls. So if you're unsure about the uh, way that it's done, scroll down to the bottom of the sales page and you will see the whole outline of Queen Alchemy and all the topics and the times for the mini trauma calls. Have a lovely rest of your day. Please make sure that you share this episode on your Instagram story. Tag Louise and I because we really appreciate it when you guys do. And I will also put up a question box of topic ideas. So you should keep a lookout for that as well. Um, just by following my Instagram stories. Have a lovely day, everybody. And I'll see you on the next episode.